Lord, we know your presence is here, Father. Lord, let us focus only into your presence, Jesus. Lord, in this very moment, we're lifting up all the sins, Jesus, that we committed to you, Father. Lord, all those things, Lord, that it's only you who can see. Lord, we're lifting it up for you, Father. Lord Jesus, at this very moment, we want to have a divine encounter in you, Father. Lord, we know, Lord, that only in your presence, Jesus, only in your presence, God, that we will be undone and we will be changed forever. Lord, help us, Father. Help us to open our lives, to open our hearts to you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy that never ends. For your grace that never ends. For your forgiveness that never ends. And for your love that never ends. And Lord, we just want to give back all the praise that you deserve, Jesus. Lord, as we sing this again in this time, here in your presence, Lord, we're opening up, Lord, the heavens, the doors of heaven to come into our lives, to come into our hearts. Lord, complete us, Jesus. Lord, here in your presence, we know that breakthrough will happen. We know, Lord, that blessings will happen. And all the goodness, Lord, that you can offer into our lives. Lord, help us, Lord, to open our hearts. Here in your presence, Jesus. Church, we're going to sing this one more time. And sing it to God. Invite Him into your presence.
that you are giving us not just today but every day of our life. Amen? Amen. 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 Can you tap the person beside you and tell that person, I'm happy that you're here. Like we are so glad that you're here with us this afternoon because finally we are moving on. We are moving on because for the past month we've been tackling the, the chapter 2 of the book of Matthew and if you have noticed the the, the previous month is actually entitled Birth of a King because we are, you know, focusing on the birth of Jesus. So this afternoon, we are moving on to chapter 3 and it's entitled Dawn of an Era. Para Star Wars movie, di ba? <laughs> Dawn of an Era. Now, si Don, si Don. Oh, si Don po ang bida ngayon. So Dawn of an Era and we are going to talk about Chapter 3 of the book of Matthew. Okay? Excited na ba kayo? Yes! yes I know that you're excited. And uh, one thing that you will notice in this uh, in this chapter is that um, the chapter 3 of the book of Matthew will start in the will, will focus on the ministry of Jesus, which happens 30 years after. So if you're if you noticed right in the in the Bible, after the birth of Jesus until the presentation. There's nothing that is written about Jesus already. The, the next chapter will discuss the start of his ministry. And um, this afternoon, we are going to introduce to you John the Baptist, okay? So I'm sure that you're excited to know who John the Baptist is. And um, before we do that, let's all see the title of the talk this afternoon. So it's very interesting actually. The title of the talk this afternoon is... The title of the series that this talk is actually Tough and Gentle. You will say that it's a bit opposite, right? Because tough, tapos gentle. And you know, it's so difficult to become tough and gentle at the same time. But we are going to answer that later on how we can be tough and gentle at the same time. And I know that you're excited, so let's all begin by praying our favorite prayer here at the feast, and I want you to declare it out loud. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Together, today, today I receive all of God's love for me. Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim that I am God's beloved, I am God's servant, I am God's powerful champion, and because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you have your Bible with you, you can bring it out as we honor the word of God. Chapter 3 
of the book of Matthew. And if you have your Bible with you, um, you can open from chapter 3, and we are going to read chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. So, I know that you have Bible. If you don't have, I'm sure Shannon will inspire you because Shannon has her Bible with her, okay? Very good. So let's all read um, chapter chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. Now, if you're going to notice, it's a long one, okay? We're reading chapter 1, uh, we're reading verse 1 to 10. So it's going to be long, but we're not going to discuss the whole 1 to 10 today, okay? The reason is that because as we've been telling you, we wanted to go deeper and broader in our knowledge. So this verse that we're going to read from 1 to 10, we are going to discuss this for four weeks, okay? So let's all read together. In those days, came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, Repent of your sins and return to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah speaking about John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear your road for him. John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For wood he ate locusts and wild honey. People from Jerusalem and from all of Judea and all over the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees, Bye. 
person beside you. At sabihin mo lang po kasi ako ng kamay kanina. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, because of the because of the virus that is going around, so so as much as possible, we we are we are asked na to you know to, to to touch someone because we want to avoid the spread of the virus. So right now, yeah, you can tap your the person beside you just to make sure just make sure that you wash your hands. Ah, sabi ni Sister Kanina. Now, this afternoon, as we said, our big message is receive His mercy. And we are introducing to you John the Baptist. Now, if you're going to notice what John the Baptist is doing, is not so If you're going to do it now, it will not be so popular. Okay? Imagine John the Baptist before in the desert and then his... He's shouting, repent. Six next. <laughs> <laughs> repent of your sins and turn to God. Oh, Amen. Nabisa kasi yung ano, verse. Pabalik ko yung aking flipper. May technical problem yung flipper. Ganyan talaga pag live. Yes. Ayan. So, um, this is what John the Baptist has been telling while he was in the desert and you know he's calling everyone to repent and turn to God. Now imagine if you're going to do that right now, you know, you go in Bukit Bintang, for example, or in KLCC and then you shout there, repent and turn to God. Tingnan ko lang kung di ka pagtingin na ng mga tao, di ba? So, so right now, we have this, you know, we have this not naman problem, but we tend to be uncomfortable when we talk about repentance. Because we have this uh, wrong misconceptions about repentance. And most of us, we have, we have, um, should I say, a bad experience in going to confession. Because if you notice right in the church, the, 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 the cue to the confession is always very, very short. So you might be wondering, how come, ah? I mean, the, the, the church is always open for confession, but how come so very few people line up for conf confession? And I, I think it has got something to do with, you know, bad experience. I do have a bad experience in, in going to confession. And while I'm doing this talk, I'm actually thinking I'm not the right person to say this because I, 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 I was... Once in my life, I had this issue of going to confession. So, so way way back, I I don't, I it's I think it takes around five years that I did not go for confession. Five years or more, I cannot count. I think more than. But because I have a problem of going to confession, it's not because I don't believe in the sacrament of confession, but because. I have this feeling that if I will go to confession and I will not tell everything, you know, I will not say say all the things that I have done wrong. I think instead of if instead of you know feeling better, I will feel bad. And and I guess if I will not be so honest with the priest, I will end up having more sins than you know lessening by sin. So. For so many years, I avoided going to confession, although I always see it, especially if you're going for, to St. John, um, before Mass, they always have a confession. So I will just look at the line and I will say, Lord, it's not yet the time, maybe next time. 
So, so yeah, sometimes those are the problems that we face. So that's why we don't like going to confession. And some of us even had a bad experience. I'm not sure about you if you had a bad experience during confession, but I do remember one time I went for confession and instead of feeling better, after the confession, I really felt bad. Because I felt that I, ang sama ng ugali ko. Ganun yung feeling. Yung parang, it, it's not supposed to feel this way. I'm supposed to feel better. I'm supposed to, you know, to, it's, it, it's supposed to lift the burden in my heart. But I ended up feeling guiltier than ever. Now, the, because um, the problem is, sometimes there are some priests that will really, you know, highlight the things that you have done wrong. And so you ended up feeling bad. And and I remember I do feel bad after that. And I was thinking, am I really such that a bad person? I mean, after the confession, I was thinking, oh my God, I am really a sinful person. Now, um, for these four weeks, as I've said, we're talking about John the Baptist. And our goal is to answer this question, how can we be another John the Baptist and call people to repentance? As I've said, it is our duty to call someone to repentance. Because most of the time, we have this attitude of, you know, care bears attitude. You know, I mean, care bears attitude. Yung wala kang pakisayo. So, we know people who are living in sin. We know people who are addicted to pornography. We know some people who are, you know, living together outside of marriage. We know people who are cheating. We know people who are stealing. But we don't do something about it because it's their life. Diba? Yun yung, yun yung normal mo sasabihin. Why would I, why would I even meddle in their life? It's their life. Kung trip nila yun, pakialam ko. Walang pasagan ng trip. Diba? Trip nila yun eh. Di gawin nila yung gusto nila sa buhay nila. But the thing is this. Say for example, you know a person who is living in sin, would you, you know, look at the other side and say, ah, it's okay lang yan, buhay naman nila yan. Diba, yan natin sila. Hindi naman ako yun. Diba? And what for example, let's say for instance, you are walking on the road, okay? And you saw someone texting in front of you. And up front, there's a manhole, an open manhole. And you see this man walking, and you know that, you know, he will fall on the manhole. What are you going to do? Will you just look? Aantayin mo lang siyang malaglag? Lalabas ka ng cellphone mo, sabihin mo, wait, viral ito, baka sumika. <laughs> diba? Hindi mo naman gagawin yun. You will call out the attention of the person and will, you will say to that person, hold on, may manhole sa harap. You will do something to stop the person. Because, you know, you don't want something to happen to him. Baka pag nahulog sa manhole, hindi lang mapilayan, mabali yung liig, mamatay. Diba? You have to do something. Now, that's the same thing that applies to sin. Diba? If you know that someone is sinning, hindi mo ba siya tatawagin yung attention niya? It's not because you're being self-righteous, but because you're concerned. And so, when we are calling someone to repentance, we, we, have, we need to be very, very careful. Because we don't want them to think that we are being hypocrite and self-righteous, okay? When we call someone to repent, we are doing it because we are concerned with a person. And so, 
today we're going to talk about how can we call someone to repentance, okay? We don't call them by using the what we call emotional guilt trip. Because some people, they think that repentance is, you know, making some people guilty. Yun, salanan mo yan, lagot ka. Hindi ka na makakapig sa heaven. Diba? Now, some people, if you do the, 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 the emotional guilt trip, sometimes, they, they do repent. They do go to confession. But, you know, they, the change will only happen temporarily. If you use fear and shame to call someone to repentance, maybe the person will change but only on a short-term basis. Okay? Because in the long run, the person will just go back to what he's doing before. Because the change is just out of fear. If you want the person to really change, you have to use what we call love. Okay? Because only love changes people. Sabi nga nila, love is the key. ba? So if you want to change someone, you have to use what we call love. And like the song, all we need is love, right? So, this is one of the posts of Brother Bo Sanchez in social media. I'm not, I'm not a fan of social media, so I, I wasn't able to see this post. But I'm sharing it with you because in this post of Brother Bo Sanchez, he said, Is it destroying you? Give it up. Love yourself. Allow make you better. Now, it, it has a lot of likes and shares. But for most people who are able to read this post, the first thing that comes to their mind is, I need to love myself. I need to get out of this toxic relationship that I am in. Or, you know, I need to love myself. I need to, to get out of this toxic environment. Or I need to get rid of the toxic people around me. That's the first thing that will come to your mind. Even me, when I first read it, that's the first thing that I, I, I thought about this. Na it's all about self-love. But actually, if you will go deeper, Brother Bo said that the post is actually about calling someone to repent. When he says, is it destroying you, what he's referring to is actually sin. Because at the end of the day, sin will only destroy you and you alone. It will destroy the people around you, but the first thing that it will destroy is you. And so if you love yourself, you need to avoid committing sin. And so this is the first step on how we can call someone to repent. That is to appeal to their self-interest. When Brother Bo posted it, he did not, you know, he did not use the same words as John the Baptist did. Repent and turn to God. No, he did not use that. Instead, he specifically said, love yourself. So he appealed to the self-interest because we all know that as human, we value ourselves, right? Unless you don't love yourself. But I hope that you do love yourself, okay? So he appealed to the self-interest and he said, love yourself because no one will, no one will get hurt more if you see it. It will only you who will get destroyed in the end and it will only you get you will get broken in the end so so love yourself and avoid sin to destroy you 
Now, the second thing that you need to do when calling someone to repentance is to point them to God's love. Point them to God's love. Diba? Do something to make your life better. And what's the better, or I, I mean, what's the best way to live your life than to live it with God by your side? Amen? Amen. 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 So every call to repentance must come from a place of mercy. When we call someone to repentance, we are not doing it, you know, para itiin lalo sila sa kasalanan nila. But, you know, we are highlighting the grace and mercy of God because we all know how much loving and merciful our God is. That He will accept us and, you know, He will forgive us of everything that we have done wrong. Actually, all our sins have been paid already. The moment that He died on that cross, all our sins have been paid. Okay? So, so why, why, why do you have this fear of going to confession and going for repentance? Okay? But, you know, instead of being afraid of, you know, acknowledging your sins, always remember how much God loves you, that He will embrace you and accept you no matter what you did. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, for some people, they think that when John the Baptist called people to repentance, he is a bit tough. Because you remember the scene when we read the whole verses from 1 to 10, one of the things there that John the Baptist mentioned when he specifically saw the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he says, you brood of snakes. Kayo mga na kayo, mga kayo, mga kampo ng ahas. Diba? So when, 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 when people saw this, they, they feel that John the Baptist is a bit tough. You know, yung kamay na bakal talaga, yung he's a bit scary and at the same time angry to the people and so it as if that the people doesn't have any choice but to repent because they're afraid of John the Baptist so at the same time they saw Jesus you have to remember that when John the Baptist is still alive and doing his ministry Jesus is also nagkaroon time na parallel the, both of them are doing ministry and so for some people if John the Baptist is tough they saw Jesus as the gentle guy. Kung image ni John the Baptist is tough, the image of Jesus is gentle. Now, why is that so? These are examples of the sins in the Bible. Sins in the Bible wherein Jesus is gentle. Do you still remember the woman at the well? The Samaritan woman. An outcast. Okay? She's in the well at 12 noon because that's the only time that it's empty. And Jesus approached her knowing that in the first place, he cannot talk to a Samaritan, but he still approached the women at the well. And this women at the well, hindi lang isa yung asawa niya. Lima. Okay? But still, he talked to, he talked to her and, and he, 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 gave her, he gave her the, the living word as we say. And there's also this scene of the adulteress. You remember the woman who committed adultery who was caught in the act? Yes. And then this this whole people are are already ready to stone the per, that, that woman to death. And Jesus said, whoever is without sin, be the first one to cast the stone. And what happens is nobody did because we are all sinners and we are all sinners. 
And so the woman was left, and Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. And so there's also another scene. I'm sure it's one of our favorite, the story of Zacchaeus. The story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. We all know that he cheated a lot of people. But when Jesus saw him at the at the top of the tree, ano sabi niya, Zacchaeus, come down. Because I'm going to your house. And so when Jesus reached the house, the one thing that he said after talking to Zacchaeus is that today, salvation has come to this house. And so we can really say that Jesus is very gentle. I mean, all these people are, are sinners. But he, he always show a merciful side, a gentle side, a tender side. And of course, who can forget the two criminals beside Jesus on the cross? And when one of the criminals um, told him that, you know, if you're really God, save us, uh, save us from this cross, diba? But, but then one of the other criminals said, we deserve this, but he did not deserve the cross. And so he asked Jesus to, to remember them. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. So if you're going to really look into those stories in the Bible, the scenes where Jesus is ministering, we can really see that, that he is a very, very gentle guy. But not quite. Yes, he is gentle, but he can also be tough. Okay? So if, if John the Baptist called the Sadducees and the Pharisees, you brood of snakes, Jesus also said the same thing. You can find it in chapter 23, verse 37 of the book of Matthew, when he said to the Sadducees and the Pharisees, you brood of snakes. And he even called them whitewashed tombstones. Diba? May mga times din naman nagalit si Jesus. Do you remember when he's cleaning the temple? Diba? Yung pinagtataog ni lahat ng lamesa at galit na galit siya at pinalayos ni lahat na nagbebenta. Diba? So, so, Jesus can be gentle but he can also be tough at times. And this one thing that I realized. When Jesus called the proud to repent, he is tough. Okay? But he, when he called uh, everyone else, he is gentle. Okay? Because love is both tough and gentle. Kaya may tinatawag tayo isa na tough love. At meron tayo tinatawag na gentle love. Okay? So, so when, when Jesus was calling those arrogant Pharisees and Sadducees, he can be very, very tough. But you know, when he's calling the rest of the sinners, he is being gentle. Okay? And John the Baptist is also like that. He is also tough and gentle. And later we will know why is it that John the Baptist is also both tough and gentle. Now, have you ever encountered a person who is always angry? Yes. There are some people who, 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 I don't know, they are living like they're always angry. Now, if you're going to dig deeper, the reason why some people are are always angry is not because of 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 you know that they're really angry, but the reason is because the only way for them to show love is to be angry. Yung yung kaya sila galit lagi kasi yun yung alam nilang way to show their love. 
Diba? That's why I always tell my mom, kapag nag-aaway sila nung ate ko, I always tell her, Ma, you know naman, ate is like that because that's her way of showing how much she loves you. So, you just have to be patient. That You know, that's her way of showing love. It can be tough, but you know, at the end of the day, she loves you that much. She just cannot, you know, she just cannot say it in a, in a nice way. And so, minsan lumalabas yung begging harsh. Okay? So, here's the thing. When loving someone, and when, 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 when we call someone to repent, we need to grow in discernment. When I say we need to grow in discernment, we need to discern what kind of love am I going to give to the person. Sabi natin, di ba, only love can change a person. And so, if we want the person to change, we need to use what we call love. But we have tough love and gentle love. So, you have to discern what kind of love am I, am I going to use to this person so that that person will change. So, it can be tough love or gentle love. So, when do we use tough love? If the person is proud, if the person is arrogant, if the person is abusive, we use what we call a tough love. But if the person is broken and wounded, we always have to use the gentle love. So we must, when we call someone to repent, we need to grow in discernment and we need to grow in wisdom. We need to grow in wisdom because only that we can we can we can really be effective in calling someone to repent. Okay? Now, as I said earlier, John the Baptist was gentle too. Yes, he said, you know, he said those things to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But if you're going to read in the ver verse 3 of the book of Matthew, Matthew quoted prophet Isaiah. Now, one thing that you're going to notice is that in the book of Matthew, whenever he quoted a prophet from the Old Testament, normally he's not just referring to the single line, but he's actually referring to the whole section. Okay, because during the time that Matthew is writing the, the, the Gospels, Matthew um, thinks that the, the people who will be reading the Bible are familiar with the Old Testament. Okay, because as you all know, the Jewish kids, during the time, they really memorized the Old Testament. So, here in the verse 3 of the book of Matthew, when Matthew quoted prophet Isaiah, he's actually quoting um, Isaiah 40 verse 3, okay? And what is written there is, um, He's a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for Him. Now, we all know that this is the role of John the Baptist, right? He's the one to prepare or to pave way for the coming of Jesus, okay? Now, what Matthew actually meant when he wrote this is that he wants you to, to understand the whole chapter 40 of the book of Isaiah, okay? So when we say that John the Baptist is also gentle, if you're going to refer to to what prophet Isaiah wrote in the first and second verse of chapter 40, you will see there a different kind of John the Baptist. So there, ayan. So in the verse 1 and 2 of the chapter 40 of the book of Isaiah, 
Sinabi niya dito, yung description ni John the Baptist. And ang sabi niya doon, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. So these are the first two verses before the verse 3. Okay? So if you're going to read the context of the prophet Isaiah, especially chapter 40, you will see there a different kind or a different description of John the Baptist. And he is described as someone who is gentle, someone who is tender, someone who will comfort the people. Okay? So if Jesus was both tough and gentle, John the Baptist, we can say also, is tough, but he is also gentle. And the story of John the Baptist reminds us of one of the priests. Um, his name is Father John Sherlock. Okay? Um, Father John Sherlock, during his time, when he's still alive, ang, ang main mission niya is to call everyone to repentance. And his main ministry is the sacrament of confession. And so, during the time of Father John Sherlock, he can spend 12 hours inside a confessional box, just listening to everyone who's going to confession. Now, it's not easy, okay? 12 hours, that's long. Talo pa yung 8 hours job. And to listen to everybody, diba? Nung uwi nga ako, um, I, I went for the daily mass, and the, the daily mass is 7 to 7.30, and then I noticed, balik sa Pinas, I mean sa probinsya namin baliktad. Um, normally, what I know is that the confession happens before mass. Sa probinsya namin baliktad, the, happen, the, the confession happens after mass. So I noticed that the priest went inside the confessional box after the mass. Sabi ko, ay weird. Tapos tinanong ko yung auntie ko, sabi ko, tita, but ganun, after ng misa, may confession. Sabi niya, ah, no, it's okay. Uh, Father Father will always do that after the Mass. But he will only spend 30 minutes. After 30 minutes, pag di niya nabot, kaya ka na lang tomorrow. Okay? So 30 minutes lang. But Father John Sherlock can spend 12 hours inside a confessional box just hearing everyone's confession. Okay? And, and, one thing that you will notice about Father John is that every time he listens to the people confess, you will see him comforting the person, and then, you know, holding the hands, listening and advising. Some people even cry. So we can see that, you know, that's, that's really a gentle love. But Father John has special talent. Meron siyang gift. He can tell your sin before you confess. So even before you sit down and say, Father, forgive me for I have sinned, alam niya na kung ano sasabihin mo. At alam din niya yung mga hindi mo sasabihin. So yun yung gift niya. He can tell upfront your sins and he can tell it upfront also the sins that you're not going to confess. And he can be very, very blunt. So diba, parang ang lupet, tough love, diba? Wala pa ako na-encounter na pare na nagsabi sa akin ng oh, nakalimutan mong sabihin. Dapat di ba kasama ito sa kasalanan mo? ba? So, Father John Sherlock is actually what we call the modern day John the Baptist. And, of course, he's now, he's now in heaven, but 
but during his lifetime, he devoted his time um, calling everyone to repent. And actually, when he's um, he's doing this this ministry, he actually was able to call a lot of people to change and to repent. Okay, so that's the same thing that we are being called today to be agenda baptist to the people around us. But of course, as I've said earlier, if we want someone to change, the only way that we can do is to love them. But of course, you need to discern what kind of love am I going to give to this person. Is it going to be a tough love? Or is it going to be a gentle love? And today, God's message for all of us, because we are all sinners, by the way, is that we have to receive His mercy. And that's the same message that we need to send across for them to also receive God's mercy because we are all called to return back to God and you know, experience the ex extravagant and the greatest love that you can ever experience. Amen? Amen. Amen. So sabi natin, God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. So when you go for repentance, when you go to confession, always remember this. Be humble before the Lord, and He will lift you up. Amen? Amen. Okay, can I ask you to stand up? Now, I'm going to end this with lesson number four of LSD. Sino nag-LSD sa inyo? Ayan, yung nag-LSD na. Diba? Very good. Now, I know most of you have done your LSD. I hope you still remember lesson number four. For those of you who have not yet, who are not yet done with LSD, consider this as an advanced lesson, Okay? Sa mga hindi pa nakakapag-LST, ito yung advanced lesson nyo, okay? Now, in the love someone today, I'm sure the person who will do the love someone today will explain to you what's the meaning of the LST or love someone today. In lesson number four, it says, God calls you to repent and live a new life. Now, some people repent because of fear. When I was 14 years old, I heard a testimony from a man in our prayer group who said, I died, went to hell, and came back because God wants me to tell you what I saw. He then described what he saw in hell. The horror, the screaming, the torture, and the eternal flames. Believe me, all of us in the prayer group became very cool after listening to his story. At least for a few days. And there lies the problem. A repentance born out of fear will never last. When the fear wears, wears off, and believe me it will, the old ways come back with a vengeance. But repentance born out of love will last. When you receive the love of Jesus, you're so overwhelmed by that love, you can't help but love Him back. Now let me share with you this beautiful verse. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one fear is not made perfect in love. We love because He first loved us. 
my dear brothers and sisters, if we want that, that you know, that everlasting kind of change, the first thing that we need to do is to accept, to acknowledge the things that we have done wrong. Someone asked me how to identify repentance. Is it just, you know, saying that you're sorry? Is it just a feeling of being sorry? But here's the thing. Repentance is about taking responsibility. Repentance is acknowledging the things that you have done wrong. But more than acknowledging the things that you have done wrong, repentance is all about action. It's not just a feeling. It is an action. Because the only way for you to really say that you are sorry to the things that you have done wrong is to change. To avoid committing the same sin over and over again. To avoid committing sins or doing something wrong. That is the real repentance. The real repentance is having the change in your life and in your heart. But the only way for you to have the change will always start with what we call love. And God has given us the perfect love. God has given us the greatest love that we can ever receive in this lifetime. And it is that extravagant life that will make us change, that will call us to repentance. So my dear brothers and sisters, no matter the things that you have done, no matter how many times you have fallen, always remember God loves you. And that love is enough for you to change. And that love is enough to make you whole again. Because no matter how broken you are, at the end of the day, God will make you whole. He's the only one who can make you whole. So allow God to love you. Allow God to embrace you. And today receive His mercy. Receive His grace. Receive His forgiveness. We are all called to repent. We are all called to live a new life. But at the same time, it is also our responsibility to call others back to Him. All of us are sinners. No one, no one among us is perfect. And it is our responsibility to bring others also. We are accountable to our brothers and sisters. And it is our duty to also look out to them. And so today, when God calls you to repent, He, he is also asking that you call Let his grace 
grace that is holding us now. And so, may you remind us always to come back to that love. You know, just when, when I was doing this whole talk, when I'm doing this reflection, one thing that comes to my mind is that I'm not the I'm not the person, I'm not the right person to really say it out loud. I'm not the right person to, to give the message. Because look, I am a sinner. I, I know what I have done. And I know that I am not worthy to, to be the one to call people for repentance. And so I have this struggle of of how am I going to say this? How am I going to, to deliver the message of the Lord? But one thing that I realize is that maybe that's how much the love of God is. That He will look past beyond your mistakes, beyond your sins.
Oh, 